Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, what a show. We're going to have some fun tonight. We're going <laughs> to do something a little bit different tonight. Brian, you know what? When I when I think of the guest that we're having on tonight, Brian, I think of the word truth. Absolutely. Truth. <laughs> How many of us can say that, Brian, that we, are, we, we live the truth on a daily basis and we can go before millions of people and tell the truth and not be afraid to tell the truth. What what does that mean to you, Brian, when someone can do something like that? You know, it means that they're living their life right, for one, you know, and they're living without fear. Mm. You know, okay. and we all, you know, I always say that fear is false evidence appearing real. Yeah. And so, you know, when, when somebody can come out and, and live the truth, Mm-hmm. And not be afraid to have their truth exposed. See, mm. everybody's always afraid to be exposed. But when you live in truth, you're not worried about being exposed because, you know, if it's the truth and you're not, you know, hey, it, it is what it is. Truth is truth. <laughs> but, Brian, you know what? I think there's a blessing in in this. I think there's a reward that's going to come out of a person that that's living the life of our guest tonight that was able to go on television before millions and even win. So, Brian, truth truth is real. Truth does pay off, uh, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Truth, truth. Brian, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I've seen uh, people on television just fall apart. I've seen marriages fall apart. And, oh, I've seen some crazy things on television on this particular show that we're talking about tonight. Right. And Brian, it's it. I, the first time I saw it, I was like, "Are these people crazy?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was my initial thought too. I'm thinking, "Oh no, uh, I couldn't do that show." You know, right. because I, I mean, the kind of questions that were coming out. I mean, like that's personal business. You know, you don't put your personal business out in the street. That's what I was. That's what I was taught right. when I was young. You don't put your personal business in the street. That's nobody's business but yours. So the fact that people were out there doing this, I'm thinking, oh, man, they got to be crazy. But you know what, Brian? I think with our guest tonight, it was it was something that a lot of people can, can live their lives by, the way that she's living hers, and the examples that were, were shown on this particular show. Because, you know, a lot of people thought there was going to be a lot of embarrassing moments, a lot of embarrassing things that were supposed to have been said. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't. Right, right. What a lesson. Yeah, absolute lesson. Yes. Brian, if you would, go ahead and uh, let's bring her in. I, I, I'm I'm just chopping at the bits to talk to her. Well, first of all, let's introduce our guest tonight. Uh, our show topic is entitled, It's Your Turn. And our guest is Annette Nettie Nelson. And her story is this. It says, Annette Nettie Nelson managed to do something that contestant that some contestants on the hit Fox game show Moment of Truth could not do, i.e., to tell the truth without totally embarrassing or humiliating a loved one. <laughs> you know, I'm going to stop right there. I want her to tell the rest of her story because I think it's a compelling one and it's an intriguing one. Yeah. You know, and I could read it to you, but she can tell it to you from her point of view. Yeah. So, without any further ado, we'd like to introduce to you all tonight, Miss Annette Nettie Nelson. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited. <laughs> what a Thank great you. introduction. <laughs> yes, Brian is. Uh, he's known for that. He 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 he's uh, he, he put everything into it. But you know what, Ms. Nelson, we're just happy to have you on. We're, we're excited, and, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun, and I think a lot of people will learn a lot of things tonight as well. Okay. Okay. Yes. You know, I want to ask you, uh, do you ever get tired of doing uh, what's right? You know, 
I just try to do the right thing. Whatever my heart says is the right thing, that's what I do, and that's what I'm comfortable with. Mhm. Mhm. Were Were you nervous at all when you when you when you were called on the show? Uh, did your family say, "Wait a minute, don't get on there and say this and don't do"? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the beginning, I I saw what they were auditioning, and I was like, you know, I don't have nothing to hide. I'm gonna go on this show. So I went on the uh, original audition. And they were asking me all these questions, and I was like, ooh, I don't know about this, you know. So I went home, and I talked to my family about it, and they were like, you know, you have nothing to hide. Just go for it. We'll support you 100%. Our family will still be intact, so let's just have fun. So we made a pact that we were going to be together no matter what. I was going to keep it clean, and let's just roll with it, and that's what we did. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, the, the thing that's so intriguing is that when you watch the show, and I have not seen, I, di- I didn't see your episode, and I didn't see a couple of them, but I have watched some of it. And okay. the thing that's so intriguing is when you see these people and they're asking the questions, and they bring you up to the suspenseful part, and you're thinking, oh my God, this man is going to kill this lady. You know, that's the initial thought I had, and I couldn't really bring myself to watch people's lives fall apart right on TV, you know? I mean, this re- this was a type of reality show that was too real for me. But you know what? You have to remember, too, we already know what the 51 questions are going to be because while we're hooked up, they're asking us those questions. And we still have the option, okay, I'm backing out of that. I don't want that to get out there. So we have the option to say, no, never mind, I don't want to do the show. So don't really feel sorry for the contestants because we already know what we're putting out there, and it's our option whether or not we want to do it. So don't feel sorry for the contestants at all. Okay. So you're basically saying that it was more like money that motivated some of the people to reveal their deepest and darkest secrets. It could have been money, it could have been fame, it could have been a way to get out of a relationship when they really didn't know how. It could have been deep secrets where you really don't know how to tell a person, you know, that you may have cheated on them or that you just don't want to be with them anymore. You know, people have different reasons for for doing different things, and and that's just an avenue, you know, to put it out there. Wow. Mm. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, and that's... (laughs) That show kind of reminded me of another show. It's ironic that I wouldn't watch that show. But one of my favorite shows, and Greg is going to laugh when I say this, is Cheaters. Oh, boy. <laughs> For some Let's reason, I, I was drawn to watch that show, but I couldn't watch Moment of Truth. It was like, oh, ouch. You but know? Let's and, see, there, there are some good moments of truth. All moments of truth is not about sleeping with somebody else or, or doing something wrong. There are some really good moments of truth where, where that truth will bring you peace and happiness, and that's what I got out of this show. Plus the money. <laughs> oh, yeah, the money is really good. Okay. <laughs> but the money is really good, and that's why I went on. Went on. Right. But, the money was really good. Yes, um, you, you, you're a realtor now too, am, am I correct? I'm not a realtor. I have a real estate investment club. Oh, and originally okay. that kind of, that that was a business decision to go on the, the show because I have a club and we have members and I just, I want people to know that I am a truthful person, you know, and, and that's just the way it is. It bothered me the way the show was edited a little bit because it took us like two and a half hours to shoot the whole show. And every answer that I gave, I gave a reason to to justify whatever my answer was. You know, so when it was edited, it made me look a little bad, so I felt kind of bad about that. But, you know, like you said, it is what it is. I know me, and I know my heart, and I wouldn't hurt anybody. That's awesome. You know, Brian, we were just talking, uh, we've been talking about the show, and I said, Brian, you know what, for her to get on there and say those things, that you know, and I was looking at the business side of it, I said, you know, for her to win, that, that your your business had to step up another notch because everybody's like, okay, this woman is truthful. She has nothing to hide. This is the kind of person I would love to do business with. So, so it was kind of more like an advertisement for you too. Uh, would you say? 
I would say, I mean, I, 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 you know, I don't really advertise my business per se. It's, right. it's just that sometime in business, people, if, if you have a team, the whole team have to do what they're supposed to do. And if one person don't do what they're, they're supposed to do, then everything drops out of the bottom, if you will. So I want people to know I have a team, and I'm going to always do my part. And I'm going to make sure if somebody don't do their part, I'm going to be on them big time. So I, that's the perception that I want people to know, whether I do real estate or whether I'm your friend or whether whatever I, I, however I fit into your life, I'm going to be real with it. And, and that's what I want people to know. You know, I, I have a um, – Brian and I, we do a lot of absence training. We, we deal with a lot of youth. And right now I have a lot of them listening in tonight. And I was telling them about not ever giving up and how much determination you had to have to be on this show and to want to win. And one thing I was telling them is I'm sure that Ms. Nelson saw herself winning before she won. And none of them could really understand what I, would, what I meant by that. You didn't go on there just to go on there. You went on there to win. Oh, definitely. I mean, I was going to make sure I got my just due. I knew I was going to get at least to $200,000. And I would have gone further, but, you know, with them bringing on this, the, the driver that almost killed my son, that kind of took my air out. You know, that I, I, it, it just blew me away. So I had had enough at that point. But I knew, I was so confident because I know me and I know I have nothing to hide. So I knew I was going to walk away with some money, yes. You know, let's talk about that a little bit, because as I was reading your bio, it talks about how, you know, they brought him on the show and everything. Tell us about that whole situation. Um, when my son was nine years old, well, I'm going to go back just a little bit. You know, on the Moment of Truth, they bring out guest speakers, and, you know, they, they do extensive background checks on you. I mean, you, you meet with their psychologist, psychiatrist, and their private investigator, so they, they do their due diligence in checking you out before you get on their show. So they had talked to one of my exes who had been abusive to me and never had the opportunity to apologize to me because I didn't stay in that, that given situation. So when they talked to him, he was very apologetic. So I really internally felt like he was going to be my guest on the show to come on and say, Annette, I'm really sorry for the way I treated you. So I was very comfortable with, with having a guest come on because I thought that's who it was going to be. But I, they had asked me during the polygraph if I had ever, if I ever thought I could truly forgive the driver that almost killed my son. And I'm a Christian, and I've been dealing with God on that because I'm a real person, and I know when I haven't done something or when I have done something, and I knew I had not truly forgiven this man because this man supposedly from what the witnesses said he was drunk he got out of the car he wiped my son's blood off of his bumper he got back in his car and he left the scene of the accident well me as a mother I didn't take that very well I mean I almost lost my child he was comatose when I got to the hospital I mean his brains were literally out of his skull and his his eye was out of out of socket. They wouldn't even let me see him. That's how bad it was. So I'm thinking, what kind of person? I mean, people stop to take pick up dogs when they hit them and take them to the vet hospital. <laughs> right. so, so my thing, go on. Yes, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Oh, okay. So my thinking was, what kind of, of animal would do something like that and then leave and not ever call to see did he die or not call to see, it, you know, is he a survivor or How's he doing? Or just, I'm sorry, you know, anything. Right. So, so in my heart, I had never forgiven this man. So when the question came up, you know, if I would ever forgive him, of course my answer was no because I was truthful and I hadn't forgiven him. So after I answered the question, they said, Annette, well, you know, you know, we bring guests on. And I'm like, yes. And they brought him on the show. And when this gentleman came on, he was very defensive. He was like, I wasn't drunk, and, you know, it was our accident, and I've been looking for him for 24 years, and it really, I, I was really still defensive because he didn't come on to say, I'm really sorry for what happened, and that's, that's all I kind of wanted. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, ma'am. And so 
after he said his little spiel, you know, the camera went to my son, and my son said, I have something to say. And he said, you know, he said, my mother taught me God lets everything happen for a reason. He said, I don't know what the reason was. I almost lost my life. He said, but, man, it's cool. And he stood up and he gave that man a hug. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, the camera came back to me and said, okay, now how do you feel about that? And I looked at him and I said, you know what? I said, I've always gone off of what the witnesses said, what the police report said, just things that I have heard. I said, but if you truly are sorry for almost taking my son's life, who am I not to forgive you? And I stood up and I gave him a hug and I meant it. I hugged him and I said, God bless you. And, I mean, it was it was a release for me. It was a cleanse for me. For 24 years, I've been holding on to all of this. So it was well worth it. That was my $100,000 question. And I was like, okay, they, no, 100000 is not enough for what I just went through. So, <laughs> so, I, so I went on. But that's what that question was all about. I, I, we talk about forgiveness all the time and, and how it is a very powerful tool. And we also talk about how dangerous of a tool it is if we do not forgive. Oh, my God. Over those 24 years, I know you not forgiving this person. I know it it was probably eating at you mm-hmm. uh, because you didn't. Yes. Did, did you ever? It, it, any, it was. Did Did you ever at any point say, you know, I have my son. He's healthy now. That was an almost thing. But a lot of kids don't get up from this. A lot of them are being buried. A lot of parents are burying their children. Did you ever think, you know, what would God do in this situation? This is what I'm going to do. And how hard was it not for you to forgive? You know, my my, my son, I mean, because he, he hit him in the facial area. So every time I looked at my son, it reminded me of this man. And I would get angry. But I knew that I was supposed to forgive. I knew that within my heart. If I was actually the, the righteous Christian that I say I am and the person that, that would say I do the right thing, that I would have to forgive. But I also had to be honest with myself and say, okay, I'm saying I know I need to forgive this man, but I'm being honest with Annette. I have not forgiven this man. And, God, you got to show me, because I can't do this on my own. So, God, you got to show me what I need to do, because I'm praying about it. I'm, I'm reading the Bible, and I'm reading on forgiveness and all this, but I'm still harboring these feelings in my heart. And, God, I'm just being real about it. Mm. So, so I feel like God brought that man to me face to face. I gained my strength from my son. My son forgave him. So who am I not to? Yes. And the beautiful thing about it is he brought him out where the world could see yeah. the example yeah. of what it is to see love. Yeah, the show, the it's a game show, but that particular night it wasn't. It wasn't. Exactly. You know, exactly. millions of people are being touched by that. Now, that's yeah. true love. This is love. This is how love is. is, is this is how I want love to be given and, and expressed. Now. Yeah. And I guarantee you that just took everything away from the show. Itself. It did. Because, you know, it was very interesting. I, I couldn't understand why they had security behind my family. I'm like, why do they have security lined up behind my family? I'm like, this is like a game show. But but I understand now. And I don't. I really don't believe that, although they were wonderful. I mean, they had their psychologist there to talk to me. They were wonderful people, but... I really truly believe that they thought it was going to go in another direction, yes, but that's 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 not the way our family operates. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, I do. So so I I it, I think God got the honor because I just raised my hand up and I said, God, I thank you because I felt the release, I felt the forgiveness, I felt like now I could truly move on with my life. Knowing Brian the way that I do, he's probably laid the phone down. He's probably running around. And <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I can tell you that I, I, I felt an emotional moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, because I have, I have uh, three small children. And mm. just, um, you know, just to imagine something like that happening, you mm-hmm. know, when you said, 
I couldn't forgive him. I, you know, I I felt mm-hmm. your pain, and that's something that I was, you know, just sitting here just contemplating. I'm thinking, now that had to be one of the hardest things that you mm-hmm. that you've ever done. Yes, it was. You it know? was, and. Oh, a lot of the a, a lot of the critics are saying, "Well, she didn't really forgive him." Well, well, what good would it have done me to to say, "Yes, I forgive him," and truly didn't forgive him because I had said I wasn't going to forgive him. You understand what I'm saying? That came from my heart, and and I just feel so good about it now. I, I it, it, and and plus another thing, it taught me that. I'm a really good mother because look what look how I raised my son. That's yeah. where I was yeah. going. <laughs> look how I raised my son. It wasn't about coming out fighting or being angry at this man for what he did to him. And, it, you know, it didn't get ghetto. It was all about forgiveness and everything is cool and God gets the glory. Yeah, mm. yeah. You know, I was about to say, you know, it's amazing how much we don't know about our children and how much they listen and learn from us. Yes. Because here it was, I'm almost certain you instilled good values and you mm-hmm. instilled forgiveness in his heart. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, at, while right. you raised him. Because right. here it was in a, in a moment when you were at a point where you could forgive. Mm-hmm. Here it was, he said, well, you know, it happened to me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, it, now my mom, I understand her pain, but I felt the pain. Yes. You know, and then yes. he had the wherewithal to forgive. Yes. You know, and I, what I truly believe, he forgave him for you. Yeah, exactly. You're he, absolutely right. And he said that. Yeah. He and probably he saw said the, that. Yeah, he probably saw the jail that you were in. Yes. Over the years. But let me ask you this. When your son stood up and he said those words. How did that feel? I mean, what kind of feeling came over you? You know, it, it was like I was in in a maze or something. It, it wasn't like I was definitely not on a reality game show, okay? It was like I was feeling like God was just like turning my heart and just like saying, okay, here's your answer. Here's your chance. Do it. So it was like it was a message from God, and and I was having, like, mixed emotions, but I'm like, but God, I'm mad at him. God's like, no, you got to forgive him. You have to forgive him. Look at your son. It was an awesome experience. All of that within a couple of seconds. All of that, exactly. (laughs) And you know what? He he was answering your prayers in Mm -hmm. front of millions of people. Exactly. That's exactly. the part that's so uh, amazing to me mm-hmm. is how he expresses himself in mm-hmm. front of millions of people, but then you have people that will come back and try to knock it down. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Do you, do you think they try to knock it down because they don't acknowledge him, or, or do you think it's, be, it's because so much revenge is on television these days and they just don't know any better? I think it's kind of kind of twofold. A, a lot of people just don't have it within themselves to forgive, and and they don't have God in their life because in order to do something like that, you gotta have God in your life. You gotta have that kind of heart, you know, where you accept direction from God in order to forgive. And a lot of people, that's not the society that we live in. Even a lot of Christians can't forgive. Yeah. Little bitty things. (laughs) You know what I mean? Little bitty, but we have to. We have to. Mm -hmm. You know, I was going to ask you. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm going. I was going to ask you. Now, your husband that you're with now, you've been with him for eight years. Yes. And he's not the father of your son, correct? No. Okay, all right. How did he feel? about you going on the show? <laughs> I did not let him watch this show before I went on it. <laughs> because he would not have gone on this show under any circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> under any circumstances. But he's happy I did it because, you know, he see the way I am now versus the little bitterness I was holding on to. 
So he's happy I did the show. Plus, I'm taking him to Turtle Island over in Fiji, so he's really happy. $200,000 would make a lot of people happy. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Look, it may not make, it may not bring all the happiness, but it's a start. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in this economy, okay? Oh man, tell me about it's, it. Yes, it's definitely helping out because this real estate market is crazy right now. Yes, yes. yes. You know, and I guess my other question is, what, what do you think he would have? What, well, you said already that he wouldn't have gone on the show, but what did he say to you after the show? When I walked up to him and he told me, he said, I am so proud of you. And that just that put the icing on the cake for me. I knew God was already proud. But when he told me that he was so proud of me and he gave me a hug, that was all I needed. I'm like, it's on now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just real, you guys. <laughs> hey. You know, I had been looking for love. My my mom and dad, you know, we had a house. They were together forever until he died. And, you know, we have just the perfect family. And I was always searching for that love and, and for somebody that's going to care about you the way you care about them. And that's why I, I went and, and went through men. But if you just wait on God, you oh, my God, God will bless you with who you are supposed to be with. And that's this man right now that I'm with. And you, and you know what? We talk about we talk about on this show a lot of times. We talk about women not uh, having their atom or they're alone, and, mm-hmm. and they don't think that their atom is going to come. What would you say to someone? You know, a lot of times women settle. They settle for less than what they want. A lot of times when they walk down the aisle to get married, they know that that's not the man for them, but they go through with it anyway. I have been there, done that a few times. But if you just pray to God for direction and patience, just wait on it. I met him at a funeral. I was not looking for a man. God put him in my life. I was going to give him to my secretary until I started checking it out. I was like, (laughs) okay, God, you need to let me know. Is this good? I was not. But if you just wait on God, God will put the person that you're supposed to be with. Don't rush. Don't settle for less because it's not going to work. You're not going to be happy. Yeah, but what about the you ones don't... that? Yeah, but what about the ones that are saying my clock is ticking? What I've been clock waiting. Is that? I've been. <laughs> is that society's clock? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Society can't tell you what time it is. It's all about you, and don't settle for less. And it's about what what you want. You make up that priority list, and then figure out, okay, this is what I'm going to settle with for, or this is what I'm not going to settle for. And then if you can get a happy medium, because we can't get everything. So if you could get that happy medium, and then he get that happy medium. If you're his happy medium too, it's a win-win. It is a win-win. But get a God-fearing man, and you won't have nothing to worry about. You get a guy. You get a guy that. Fears God, he's not gonna go out and do all these crazy things because he's gonna be too scared. God's gonna get him. That's what you need. <laughs> I like That's that. What That's what you need. <laughs> I like. I like that. I like that. I really do. I, I love that. But you know, it, it's such a beautiful thing to see someone married and together. My mom and dad just on July 11th, they just had their 50th anniversary. Oh, praise yeah, God. 50, 50 oh, fifty years. Fifty mm, years. Can you believe mm, that? But you mm. know, it, it's 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 so many beautiful women out there mm-hmm. that are listening to their friends, or they're listening to family members that are single, they're mm-hmm. taking advice from them, and they're married. Mm-hmm. And now their marriage is in shambles because they're allowing outside people to come in and influence what's on the inside. And see, we as women have to take responsibility. We, we, we need to stop having tunnel vision and look at the whole girlfriend picture thing. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, I Because my girlfriend, 
that is not married can't tell me nothing about my husband. And even my girlfriend that is married, I'm going to check out what she's saying, okay, because nine times out of ten, she might be trying to cut on in. You know, so I learned the hard way. I, I, I left one of my husbands and, and a girlfriend was there the, the very next day. So, you know, wow. I, I learned a lot, yes. But you, you, you just got to watch out who you talk to and take it for a grain of salt because no two relationships are the same. So what might work for Sue may not work for you. So be careful. Mm-hmm. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that one. I said we were going to have fun, Brian. I did say it now. Oh, man. I, I had a question that I actually was going to save for later, but I'm going to ask you right now because I think it's just perfect timing. Okay. Give me your definition of truth. To me, my definition of truth is just speaking my heart. What mm. Whatever is in my heart is, is coming from the gut. This is my truth. This is what I believe. This is not what you believe. This is Annette's truth, and that's all I can speak on. The, the truth is, as far as the Bible is concerned, I look at the Bible as the truth. This is real. It's reality. It's the truth. It's my direction. It's my everything. That's what the truth is. Mm. The truth comes from the heart. It comes from within. God mm-hmm. is in me, so i got to be true. That's powerful. You know, when, when when your son was in the hospital, and, and I want to go back to this because I know that there's a parent or, or somebody out there listening, a uh, child that may be on their deathbed or they may be mm-hmm. in a position where they feel that I can't do anything else. I'm just I'm helpless. My child is, is mm-hmm. laying here, and, and I don't know if he's going to pull through tonight. I don't know what he's going to do. So when you were in that position and you saw your son in the hospital and, and he was you felt helpless as a mother. I know you did because you couldn't get to him. Mm-hmm. He was under somebody else's care. What mm-hmm. was that like to to see him there and to not be able to go and and hug him? Mm-hmm. That was uh, I mm-hmm. sorry. I don't even have the words to. Say say what that was like. It was like, I, it, I felt, number one, I felt like a failure. I felt like I should have been there. He was going over to his friend's house. I, I should have watched him more. It, I felt guilt. I felt shame. But my mother, my mother brought those sanctified 50 women to that <laughs> waiting room, and they got to praying. And I was like, oh, my God, maybe it's not my fault. What do I need to do? Maybe I need to learn how to pray. Maybe I need to get my strength from God. Because just seeing my son lie there hopeless, it was something that, oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. And just the tubes, and all I could say is you you got to just get on your knees and just ask God for strength and ask God for direction because he's the only one that can help you. Yeah. Ask him what you need to do. What, Father, what do I need to do? What, oh, that's where I got my strength from. I got my strength from all them mothers coming in there. I mean, we told the waiting room up. They thought we were having church in the waiting room, and that gave me strength. Yes, and Ms. Um, Nelson, the reason the reason I said that was I, I want people to understand that when you're in a position like that, when you're in that valley, when you're low like that, and you're at your weakest point, hmm. he'll send somebody else in there that will fight for you when you definitely. Can't. Yeah, he'll, he'll send somebody else in there to fight for you when you can't, and. To just witness that, it's a powerful thing to know someone that's interceding on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And whether you know it or not, a lot of us probably should have been dead a long time ago, but we had somebody else Hello. praying for us. Am I standing in the gap? Hello. Yes. That's yes. right. Yes. That's yes. right. And uh, I think it was a lesson for everybody that what your son went through. And because he mm-hmm. went through that, 
people don't, I guess a lot of people don't look at it this way, but he was chosen to do that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. If, 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 if God didn't think you could handle it, I don't think he would have allowed it to happen. I understand that now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But at the time, that's that's a hard realization to just factor, you know, like because you blame yourself, you feel guilty, and and you get the why me and and why not Susie? You know, I'm a good person. How come it had to happen to me? But now I understand because then I never would have thought I would be on the the platform that I am now, just showing and setting an, an example behind what happened, and it's huge. And how much? And it's just. Yeah. How much strength do you think you've gained from that? Oh, I'm tremendous. I mean, I'm I'm just out there. <laughs> you know, I am I am I am. I'm so strong. Thing and and of course I get attacked, but it's nothing like that. It is nothing like that. So the day-to-day attacks that I get, I can handle that. That's fine. I know how to handle that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I thank God what, right now for what I went through because it made me the woman that I am today. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was going to ask you about that too. You know, it's, well, and it's obvious that you're a woman of faith, and it seems like you were instilled with good, faithful, you know, values. Mm-hmm. You know, and my question is, when you were dealing with your relationships, you know, mm-hmm. What did you fall back on? What was the thing that you that you that what was the commonality with like your past relationships that you used to uh, garner your current relationships? And what did you learn from those past relationships that helped you in your current relationship? You know what I learned? I learned back then. I didn't understand that it was fifty fifty. I thought it was 100%. You understand what I'm, what I'm saying? And, and being the male giving the 100%. Yes. I never really understood that. And that you got to give too. It's not all about receiving. It's not all about you. It's not about Queen B and that. It's about giving and receiving. And, and all those relationships taught me that. Where right now, I don't mind giving more than you're giving. I don't have a problem with that. As long as you respect me for who I am, because if there's a point where he gives more than I can give at the moment, and so it balances out. But back then, I felt like, oh no, everybody should give to me. It's about me. No, God said, uh, uh-uh, that ain't the way it's, it's gonna happen. Because you'll never have nobody that way. And I learned that. <laughs> Let me ask you this. This, um, I, I just got to ask you this. You know, why do women? Now I'm gonna ask this, but I know I'm gonna get in trouble. But why, why do when 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 women want to talk, they say, "Well, let's talk. We need. I want to talk. I want to talk. Okay, well, let's talk." Yeah. Why is it that you guys ask questions that you know we gonna if we answer them? I mean, it's like setup questions that you guys ask. <laughs> and, and the sad thing about it, <laughs> and the sad thing about it. You guys are always the ones asking the questions. <laughs> and here we are trying to sit there and answer those questions when it's another question coming behind that one. I mean, you already know what he's going to say. And then here he is sitting there sweating bullets, knowing he can't. If he, I mean, it's the way, how do you guys, um, how do you do that? How do you have your questions already lined up? It's just a woman thing. <laughs> But you know what? You, do you guys talk about? Do you women sit around and talk about? Okay, if he says this, this is how you do this. No, it's just you're supposed to know how we think. That's the problem. You're just supposed to know. You're supposed to know. If I ask you, if if you say, okay, Annette, let's go out to dinner, and I say, okay, you're supposed to know what I want to eat already, okay? I'm not supposed to have to tell you what I want to eat. That's the way we think. Is that natural or normal? No. Hello? No. You can't do that. But but that's the way we think. That's now, what now, we want. Now, Brian, I need your help on this one. <laughs> we take them out to eat, and they come with the thing, and we – Try to order for you don't order for me. I don't want that. 
can can we win with with that? Can we win at some point? When when can we win? You know. She's not gonna tell that. That's a code, man. I see that. That's a code that she's not gonna cross. She's not gonna tell that. Now, I'm trying. I'm trying to help the men out there that's listening tonight. <laughs> she's not telling the code. She's not gonna tell that. Now, this is a moment of truth. Now, this is the moment of truth, and we, I'm keeping we it know, truthful. Okay, but don't talk around it. Now, what what can we do as men to win some of these some of these questions? How can we get out of that? You know what. I'm going to do a seminar for you men to let you know how to understand your women. And, okay. and that's, that's going to really help you guys out because you guys just, you need to really understand, like, if we ask a question, we really don't mean that question. We mean something else. And you guys really need to understand that. How in the world? <laughs> <laughs> you know, us men, we're just straightforward. You know, if something's not right, we'll say it's not right or whatever. Yeah. We're through with it. Yes. But you guys want to punish us. I'm like forever. And you hold it against us, too. You remember such and such? You remember this? Okay. Now, see, I used to do that. I don't do that anymore. But I, I, I used to be really good at that. But, you know, as you mature, and women kind of let that go because we find other ways to kind of destroy oh, you. you see, know? <laughs> see, see, I knew it. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. Brian, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Brian, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> I was just kidding. I know. I know you were. Okay. You know, but the the one part that I that I like, and, you know, when we were discussing earlier about um, the fact, the things that you learn about going 50-50, for yeah. some people that's so hard to do because they have been taught, they have been trained, because, you know, I, I'll just like this. I know some people whose family, they train them, get everything you can get from that man because he's just one step away from being with another woman. Wow. And that's how they train the women in their family. And, yes. And, you know, and then they wonder why the relationships of their children fail or the family members fail and they have, you know, all these children out of wedlock. And it seems like a vicious cycle. So, you know, one of those just simple truths, okay, it, it's 50-50. Mm -hmm. That seems like simple, something simple that you would mm -hmm. be able to say and everybody can understand, okay, yeah, you know, split it down the middle. But, mm -hmm. you know, I was always taught that the man should do certain amount of things and the woman should do certain amount of things. It is not really a 50-50. It says you put 100% of you in there and the other person mm -hmm. put 100% right. of them in there and that right. 100 equals 100. Right, you know, and that's kind right. of fuzzy math, but you know. Right, right, and 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 that's true. But it's a learning process too, because a lot of, especially like the the younger women, they feel like you know they should be bought in a way, if you will, or everything should be paid for. But I feel good if I take my husband out and I take out my wallet and, and I'll pay for his meal because I see the smile on his face. Plus, it let him know it's not all about what he can do for me. You know, it's about us doing for each other. And it gives it such, such a freshness when you do it that way. But a lot of women does not feel that way, but they should because they would get that much further with their mate. You know, and the, the other flip side of that is I know a lot of women that feel like they have to buy a, a good man. And so what they'll do is they'll spend every dime they can just to keep that man, and he may not be a good man, you know, because my, my definition of a good man is, okay, when you're trying to buy him something, he's going to say, I don't really need that, mm -hmm. where you almost mm -hmm. have to force him to take something. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? Right, right, you know, right. Nowadays, you know, our young men, sad to say, They'll take anything they can get and then take even yeah. more. Proudly. You know? Yeah, proudly, you know. Proudly. And and mm -hmm. I've seen so many relationships, like, with young women where they're, they've done all this for the guy. They bought him clothes. They paid his car note, paid his rent, paid his cell phone. And he's out driving around talking yeah. with and buying stuff for another girl. But when I talk to him, I see him face to face. You know? And, and see, so, I... I 
I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, where are the parents when that happens? Do you understand what I'm saying? Because a mother needs to be involved in that situation and say, look, this is not the way this is supposed to go down. And I think that's a, 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 part, a, a part of the problem with, with the generation of today and really of yesterday, too. The parents are not actively involved to give guidance. Yeah, well, because yeah. a mother should a mother should definitely if you saw your daughter doing that, I mean, you as a father would step in and say, "What are you doing?" And then you probably get in touch with homeboy too and let him know, "No, we we just not going down like this." Well, but the parents are just not involved these days. My thing is, and you know, I have I have an eleven year old daughter, and I have a eight year old daughter, and I and I have actually I have uh, twins, a son and a daughter that are eleven. Oh wow! And so. I talk to my daughter more so because my son's really not there with the girlfriend thing. He he had uh-huh. a quote-unquote girlfriend, and so I asked him, what does he do with his girlfriend? And he's uh-huh. like, well, I just see her at school, and I wave, and sometimes we'll walk down the hall. <laughs> you know? so his, oh, you his, love that. Huh? That's enough. <laughs> you know, I was like, that's great, you know. But, you know, my daughter is at the age where now little boys are trying to say little things to her, and so she'll talk to me about that. And we had uh-huh. these conversations, and we actually had one earlier today. Um, and so I told her, I said, when you're ready to get a boyfriend, I said, because my thing is a boyfriend to me is really a, somebody who's pretending to get married. They mm-hmm. want all the benefits of marriage and yeah. none of the work. Right. Right. You know, and so I told her, I said, when you're ready to get a boyfriend, you let me know, and I'll tell you what kind of boyfriend to look for. Mm-hmm. I said, because, see, you're not going to be looking for a boyfriend. You're looking mm-hmm. for a potential husband. So mm-hmm. you don't have to waste your time with mm-hmm. boys and boyfriends because, see, mm-hmm. boys are only your friends until they can get what they can get. And then they're not Hello. That's right. You know, and I How know that's not every boy. But, see, mm-hmm. I know that if it's 75% of the boys, it's only because the 25% didn't get an opportunity yet. <laughs> <laughs> Greg knows did, I'm right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did your daughter accept that, that conversation that you had with her? You know what? She 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 and I, we talk so much. And most of the time we're, we're actually like play fighting and, you know, we joke around. We have a uh, good time with each other. But uh-huh. she'll talk to her mother, and then she'll talk to me. Wow. She always talks to her mother first, and then she'll say, well, this is what mama says. And I say, mm-hmm. I understand what your mama says. She's looking at it from the standpoint of a woman. I said, now let me give you the male perspective because I know how men are. I said, you know, mm-hmm. when you're hunting in the woods, you got to mm-hmm. think like the thing you're hunting in order to catch uh-huh. Right. <laughs> and so I said, let me give you the mindset of the hunter. Because that's what I consider a man is. A man is hunting out mm-hmm. prey. The prey is mm-hmm. a woman. And mm-hmm. so I teach her the ways of the hunter mm-hmm. so that she'll know when the hunter's coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said all that to say this. Why do you think so many people lie about the the issues regarding relationships? The, the issues as, as far as them being committed to a relationship, or what issues are, do you mean? Well, you know, when I talk to youth, and, you know, Greg and I, we teach abstinence education, these kids okay. come up with all kinds of stuff, and you're like, what are you talking, who told you this? Mm-hmm. You know, one kid said it, he heard that you couldn't get uh, HIV or you wouldn't get HIV if you rubbed yourself down with bleach before you had yes. sex. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy? That's one of the things. Oh. Yeah. You That's know? One of the top um, things. Really? Yeah. Where did he get that from? Did he say? Well, he said that's what one of his friends told yeah. him, and that's what his friend does. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm like, my. whoa. You know, but the thing is, they, they get these they got to get them from somewhere. So who's teaching our kids the wrong way about relationships? And then where are the parents, though? The parents need to be more involved vocally, 
and and physically, you know, it just they just need to be there, see what these children are doing, and answer those questions. A lot of your daughter would probably be thinking different if she didn't have you there and oh, her absolutely. mom was just there. So but we need the family surroundings again. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm not downing moms, but you know we're moms, so so we think a different way. We don't think like men think. And and although it's your daughter, she needs to hear the male pers- perspective. Oh, absolutely. So she won't believe the crap that she gets out in the street or at the school or at the park. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just think the parents really need to be more involved in their children's life. What about what about the the marriages where uh, the woman uh, is with a child, a boy or whatever, and she marries, but she want the the, the the kid to have all the benefits and to be taught all the, the things from the man, but when it comes to discipline, they don't want the man to do it. See, that's an imbalance because because you're you're saying okay, I'm gonna use you when when I need for you to to give my son a bike, but then when it comes to whooping his tail or, or putting him in a corner, whatever you need to do in order to to make him do the right thing, then it's the problem. So it's it's a it's a problem with the relationship. It's an imbalance, and it's not going to work like that because what are you teaching the child? That, oh, yeah, your stepfather can buy you things, so from a financial standpoint, he's okay. But then when it comes down to, to okay, being being a disciplined and, and head of the household and teaching that child that, hey, I'm in control here right now, and you're going to listen to me, it's a problem. So it's an imbalance, and it don't work out. It does not work out. And, you know, a lot of times you hear men say, it's either going to be him or me. Because for some reason, women are a little bit more protective of the boys than they are with the girls. Yes, that's true. And why is that? Why, I mean, why do you think that is? I think I, I just I mean, girls and and moms usually bump heads. You know, they just they both have a different way of thinking things. I mean, your girls are growing up and they want to do this or want to do that. Versus boys, boys are, are really protective of their moms and and we're protective of our little boys. And I know I'm still protective of mine. I'm like, okay, who is he gonna marry? I need to know. You know, he's 34. You know, you know. Uh-oh. We didn't talk about yeah. that. Oh. <laughs> he has a wonderful girlfriend. That was one question that they asked me on the show um, if I would ever sabotage uh, his marriage to this girl, you know, because he, he, they've been engaged for about 10 years. And he said, Mom, I just, I just want everything to be right. He wanted to go get his BA and do all this. And he just wanted to be right, and I appreciate that. Let me ask you this. Does your son's girlfriend or fiance, does she look like you? No. Does she look? No, she doesn't. She doesn't favor you at all? Not at all. No. Okay. No. Because, you know, most men are going to marry someone that either looks like their mom or, or someone that, that, that's going to remind them of their mom. Yeah, surprise. I mean, she's she's like that homemaker type, if you will. She kind of got that from me because I like to make sure my family eats breakfast and then eats dinner, and you know, when everybody comes over, and make sure meals are there or whatever. So, so she kind of, you know, she's like me in that sense. But as far as looking alike, nah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta we gotta we gotta get off of that one, okay? We gotta leave that one alone. Okay. But, but but I'm sure I'm sure for him to bring her to you, that was that that meant a lot. That oh, meant it a lot because of, yeah, because a man is not just going to take anybody home. Yeah, and she's actually the only one that he has brought home. So that's saying wow. a whole lot. Yes. Yes. I and respect him for that. And he's paying very close to attention to how mom is treating the girl because you know, what the mothers know. Mm-hmm. When a girl walks in the house, Brian, she oh, uh, oh no, and I mean they can figure them out. So how do you women do that? How can you guys figure each other out like that? You know, we could just look at them and tell. I've looked at some that kind of wanted to be with him, and I'll be like, don't even think about it. But you you could tell by the way they hold their hand. You could tell by the way they sit. If you could tell by the way they look, it's just something about a girl where you know that is not the one for my child. <laughs> yes, we have. It's women's intuition, and I got it real good. <laughs> oh, oh, man, you know, Greg, that it, it, we got to do a show on women's intuition. I promise you, that will be one 
take yeah, society. but they're not gonna tell. They're not gonna tell everything, though. They're only gonna <laughs> say so much. They're not gonna tell everything. Well, we can't um, tell you everything. We'll tell you a lot. <laughs> yeah, but see, see, that's just the thing. They want the men to tell everything. <laughs> because we want to learn you. We want to know about you. We yeah, want to know. We want to learn you guys. We want to be able to not get fussed at or not, not. You know, Brian. You know, you know how we want to do. We want to. We want to be able to just keep you guys happy because you know what? When that woman is not happy, that house is not happy. Oh you, boy. On a serious note, you are absolutely right. But but seriously speaking, if if you really want to learn your woman or your wife, you just need to talk to her. Just if if she says something and you don't understand, look, baby, I just don't understand. I'm trying to understand so we won't have to go here again. Tell me exactly what you mean. Don't go around the corner. Don't make a left. Just come straight at it so I can understand. And once you get to talking to your woman like that, then she'll be like, oh, okay, so I can see where he might have thought I meant that. But but let me just talk straight. You need somebody to just, if it's green, it's green, not off green or money green. No, it's just green. That's just the way you know. So just have her come straight at you, tell you exactly the way it is. Brian, I want you to put that into practice and let me know what happens. <laughs> I want to know too. I want to know too. <laughs> you know, I, I I am somewhat of a straight shooter. You know, it's like okay, mm-hmm. this is what I think, and oh well. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's actually one of my words I use all the time. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hard to get the woman to be a straight shooter. If you could do that then you're making a lot of headway with your relationship. I mean, if you could get them to say exactly what they really, 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 really mean, then the, yeah. you're making a lot of headway because it would just enhance the whole relationship because it will make your life easier. Ms. Okay, when are you writing your get book? Get them to say exactly what they mean. I'm writing yeah. that down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ms. Nelson, when are, you, are, are, are you thinking about writing a book? Are you working on a book? or what, what No. I, I hadn't thought about it. I mean, just the moment of truth, I, I take acting classes, so I'm really thinking about getting into the soaps or the kind of movie industry. I've done some commercials, but as far as a book, no. But, you know, I would like to talk to men. I, and I guess because I've learned you guys so, I've studied you so, you know, through relationships and through talking to women, where I, I really understand a man. I really understand a man. And it has been great learning, you guys. <laughs> you are. You, you, most of you, you really are. You, it's, it's just getting you guys to understand us. Yeah, just feed us and, and say nice things to us and <laughs> don't yell loud, and we're just, we're all right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know what, Ms. Nelson, if, if, are, are you available for speaking engagements? I would love to, yeah. Okay. Well, you need to put your give. How can someone get in contact with you, or would they go through your publicist, your manager? Who would they go through to get in contact with you for speaking engagements? They either come speak at a group or at a college or high yeah. school, just anywhere, or at a church. Where can they get in? Or how can they get in contact with you? Um, do you have my publicist information? I, yes. I don't. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can just go directly through her. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's Miss Bennett. Okay. We'll, yeah. We'll, uh-huh. we'll we'll pass that out. Yes. All right. Okay. okay. But it has been a pleasure talking to you guys. It's just been a blast. Yes, and tell your husband we said hello and okay. that he, he's a really he's a really blessed man. And also tell your son uh that we're praying for him and we're praying for your entire family and we just we just wish you guys the best. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm gonna pray for you guys too, okay, that yes, you understand these women. All right, I'm gonna give out your uh your publisher's contact information real briefly for the Listeners, her, okay. The publicist contact information is Walissa Bennett, and her publicist company is YRB Public Relations. Phone number is three one zero two six six nine seven zero four, and it's Walissa at aol dot com, and Walissa is spelled W Y L L I S A. That's Walissa at aol dot com. All right, and I tell you, you know, I had fun. Yes, Thank did. you. <laughs> Sorry I didn't get to talk more about the show, but you guys just took it a whole other area, and I sure loved it. 
oh, no, this yeah. is what we do. We enjoyed the whole conversation, and this is exactly why we do our show. You know, our, our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. And I oh, truly I believe that. we've done that tonight. You I, know, I mean, I love that. just your your life and your testimony has really been a blessing for us. Thank huh? you. Yeah. Thank you. And if, if you have some women out there that just need some questions answered, I mean, I'll give you my email address. They can shoot me any questions, and I can give them my perspective on it. I'm, I'm here to help, too. You know, it's all about pulling together and supporting one another. Yes, yes. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you. Good evening, and God bless you.